Orale. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. I'm Jorge Georgi Martin, flying solo today. Uh, gracias, everybody, for joining us on this Thanksgiving week. Uh, como siempre, estamos aquí a sus órdenes. Tenemos, uh, estamos muy agradecidos. Uh, hopefully, you may, you're checking out our fam, FamiliaFFB.com website, as well as our social media channels at Familia FFB on Twitter and Instagram, as well as our Familia FFB Facebook page. Well, uh, let's start off with a Monday Night Football recap. Uh, the Rams the Buccaneers were supposed to be in an old school kind of defensive minded football game uh, but as Chris Berman w loves to say that's why you play the game uh, both defenses came to play in this one as the hitting was hard and both QBs threw two interceptions but the offenses also showed a little bit of life starting with the Rams uh, and, their, and Jared Goff and their short passing game uh, you know really working to do that to, to avoid the pass rush he threw the ball 51 times, connecting on 39 for 376 yards and three TDs. Uh, one of the TDs was a four-yarder to Robert Woods, just a little, little screen job that he just took to the house. And he had a monster night tonight, 12 receptions for 130 yards. And uh, Cooper Cup kept up with him. First time in Rams history, the Rams' long history that two – uh, receivers caught uh, 10 receptions. Uh, he ended up with 11 catches for 145 yards, even though he was kept out of the end zone. The other two TDs were to rookies, Cam Akers and Van Jefferson, which was both of their firsts in the NFL. Uh, over on the Bucks side, Tom Brady was under pressure much of the night, and he managed just 216 yards and two touchdowns, though both of those scores were big effort plays by Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh, Godwin ended up catching seven balls for 53 yards, while Evans had 49 yards on five catches. Uh, Antonio Brown led the way for the Bucks with eight receptions on 13 targets. Both were team highs and 57 yards. So, you know, on a more prolific night, you know, a night where Brady goes goes for over 300 yards. It's easy to see that these receivers could all put up starters numbers. So, uh, and that it can't really be said for either the team's running games because. Uh, even though both of them are very important to their team's respective success, uh, neither was able to get much traction tonight. Uh, both defenses, like I said, were just stellar against the run. Uh, Ronald Jones led the Bucks with uh, 10 carries for 24 yards, while Leonard Fournette had seven rushes for 17 yards, and he scored the one touchdown that helped my primo Raul Gutierrez beat me by a point in our Familia League. Uh, <laughs> muy bien, muy bien. Bien hecho, primo. Uh, go get him, Gooch. You always seem to go to the playoffs when you beat me in this kind of games. Uh, over in the Ram backfield, it's still a mess uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Malcolm Brown led the way with 20 yards. Uh, Akers had 15, and Daryl Henderson finished with just 5 yards. So uh, still, this ended up being quite the victory for the Rams uh, as uh, they were able to really just establish themselves uh, more from a passing game rather than the running game, which seems to be their preferred. Well, that's it for Monday Night Football. Let's get into some chisme. And uh, the Bengals placed, as expected, uh, Joe Burrow on the season-ending IR. He tweeted out yesterday, see you next year. Uh, just an ugly play. Just, hey, 
get that kid healthy and please, please, please get him some offensive line help uh, for next year. It's just, uh, it, he, he's going to need it. And, and you know what? Uh, after seeing some of the hits that Tua Tagovailoa took yesterday and also Justin Herbert took yesterday, let's, uh, the Dolphins and the Chargers, let's make sure that those teams get, uh, you know, start working on uh, their offensive lines in the offseason. Uh, over in Minnesota, the Vikings placed Adam Thielen on the injured, uh, not the injured, the uh, COVID reserve list. So it's uh, not, not not exactly sure if he's uh, positive, but uh, again, we're going to find out if he's going to be going to have to follow it during the week to see if he's eligible to play. Uh, over in Carolina, the Panthers coach, Matt Rule, is still not committing to M- Christian McCaffrey to play uh, this week with a shoulder injury. Uh, he's considered week to week. And with the bye week after, you know, in week 13, I'm starting to think that they're really going to be leaning towards sitting him during those game during this game the next one so that he could be ready for week 14, which uh, I don't know how much that helps fantasy teams with uh, with teams going into the fantasy playoffs. If you had Christian McCaffrey and you've lost him for this point, uh, who knows if you were able to get this far. Uh, the Ravens had their own problems with COVID as J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram both apparently tested positive. Uh, so they're out for this week for Thursday night game against the Steelers. So uh, Gus Edwards, anyone? We'll be talking about him in a minute. Uh, Over in uh, New York, the Jets, their coach Adam Gase said that LaMichael Perrine is going to miss several weeks with a high ankle sprain. Uh, This is after he got eight eight touches uh, for 33 yards yesterday, but it looks like multiple weeks. So Frank or anybody? (laughs) All right, let's get into those waivers. Uh, let's start off with the QB streamer of the week with Derek Carr. He's at Atlanta this week, and we know how Atlanta has been the worst uh, team against uh, the worst defense, especially against fantasy quarterbacks. And uh, you know he's got a nineteen to three touchdown to interception ratio, and he's at he's coming off of a great game against the Chiefs, uh, which was uh, coincidentally one of his two best games. Have both been against. It's a really good Chiefs secondary. Uh, this game is obviously going to be on the turf in Atlanta, so teams are going to be throwing. And, you know, Matty Ice, Mateo Yellow, is going to be throwing on the Raiders secondary. So this game's got shootout potential, and Derek Carr is definitely a player that could be uh, helping out your team. Taysom Hill. Uh, this, <laughs> uh, do you believe? Do you believe? Tu crees uh, tienes fe? But... Uh, Hey, you know what? After this, after this game, where he threw for 233 yards and added another 51 yards rushing and two touchdowns, I mean, he really looked like Josh Allen, and he's playing against Denver this week. The Broncos are kind of in the middle with uh, against the quarterbacks, but again, you know, they're not very good specifically against the pass. They've been they they are vulnerable against the pass, though they did rush the passer last week. But again, this is a this is one of the best offensive lines and they're playing very well. One of the best offensive lines New Orleans has it. Uh so you know, to you know, Taysom Hill, I mean, he's doing his best Josh Allen imitation and uh he's 
can re, you know someone that he is currently owned in 43 percent of leagues he's someone to really you know uh to possibly take an eye to take a chance on if you look at look at his uh schedule the rest of the way he's got the falcons again he's got some uh some tasty matchups coming up on his on, on the radar uh, Kirk Cousins has a pretty tasty matchup uh, against uh, Carolina this week. They are hosting the Carolina Panthers. He's owned in 42% of leagues. I mean, this is now five of six games uh, that that Cousins has thrown for at least two touchdowns. He threw for the 314 yards and three scores against the Cowboys. Uh, Carolina is definitely one of the worst teams against the run. And uh, so you can really expect Alvin Cook to have a big game. But, uh, you know, you also got to remember that that Cousins is really big on the play-action pass. So when he pulls it and tucks it, he you got to figure he's going to be throwing it around to his receivers, especially if uh, Adam Thielen is taken off the COVID IR uh, for next week. So let's go over to the running backs. In the pickup of the week, it's pretty obvious. Uh, even though Gus Edwards has a tough matchup playing at Pittsburgh on, on Thanksgiving night, uh, all the carries look like they're going to be going to him. So, uh, you, you know, you want to you want to take uh, take your chance on him. He's not going to be much of a factor in the passing game. But, uh, again, you know, he might hammer if you're really desperate at running back, which a lot of teams are at this point in the season. Uh, Edwards is someone you could be uh, gra- grabbing up. Uh, over in New England, we got a pair of running backs that are, that could be factors. The big thing to consider, we haven't heard f- uh, final word on Rex Burkhead, but it really looks like uh, it could be a season-ending uh, torn ACL. And uh, there are a couple running backs that are actually going to be uh, that could actually see their their touches go up. Uh, James White, he caught six of nine targets for 64 yards in the last game, so he's uh, he's definitely someone who's going to be a candidate to be a big big time factor in the in the passing game maybe a little a, a few rushes here and there and he's going up again they're going up against Arizona this week it'll be in New England and uh, Arizona has that fast-paced offense so this could be a game where there's a lot of plays and a lot of opportunity for James White another player to keep an eye on Sony Michelle he's owned in 26 percent of leagues uh, he hasn't played in week since week three when he had nine carries for 117 yards and one of the, uh, you know you definitely look at the fact that Damian Harris is uh, the, the going to be the lead Caballo for the most part. Uh, he's not much of a factor in the passing game. Neither is Michelle. But uh, one of the things that you got to know is that Bill Belichick likes to share the load when it comes to the running backs. And with losing Burkhead, uh, I think it's just it's going to be another three-headed monster with maybe Harris getting a little bit more of the run early on. But Michelle could be a guy to, keep, to grab and hold on to uh, that could help you in in the coming weeks, especially if injuries come into play. Um, speaking of injuries coming into play, Frank Gore, the ageless wonder. Uh, he's got a revenge game against Miami. <laughs> Who hasn't he played for? Uh, he's owned in 10% of leagues, but he's coming off a game where he ca- he carried the ball 15 ca- 15 times for 61 yards and a, and a touchdown. His first touchdown, again, we mentioned this in our last episode, is uh, he's now scored a touchdown in three separate decades. I mean, just uh, an athletic marvel, you know, 37 years old. Uh, again, you're not going to have extremely high expectations for the guy. 
guy, but uh, definitely look at the fact that uh, he's a starting running back for you, and there's not a lot of other opportunity come uh, for uh, these types of players coming up. So uh, it could be uh, a second RB two or a flex player to kind of uh, fill out, or somebody to fill out your bench just in case for you need them for future weeks. Uh, over on the wide receivers and the tight ends, I don't think there's a better uh, pickup this week than Michael Pittman. I, if you saw his catch and run against the Packers to score his touchdown, I mean, it was just a thing of beauty. I mean, he just he cut in and, in and out. I mean, he just showed his speed, his athleticism, his uh, change of direction. Just uh, you know, just a wonderful ball player. Philip Rivers is going to be looking for him. He needs a wide receiver one. T.Y. Hilton is not that guy anymore. So. Uh, Pittman is is going against him. He did catch six, six, three balls for 66 yards and the touchdown. And Tennessee has been vulnerable to the pass uh, throughout this season. So uh, Pittman is definitely a player to uh, pick up this week for this week and beyond. Uh, over Jalen Rieger is also another player who's uh, you know worth worth grabbing and stashing. Caught four of five ball uh, targets for 52 yards this week, and so you look at him and he's he's going up against Seattle. Seattle was a little bit better this week. You know, did, held the ball down, held the uh, Cardinals' offense down a little bit more. But again. They are one of the worst defenses in in the NFL uh, down there with Atlanta's. And uh, Rieger is, you know, he could be the next rookie wide receiver to uh, break out. Uh, speaking, this next receiver is not a rookie, but uh, I don't know if you could call this a breakout, but definitely someone who's showing up uh, after you know disappointing for a while. Nelson Aguilar for the Raiders. He's owned in twenty percent of leagues. He's coming off a game where he caught six of nine targets for eighty-eight yards and a touchdown. Listen, I, I know it's uh, it, it sounds crazy considering those who know his history with Philadelphia, but uh, this is a player who's had a few games, uh, a few big games. Uh, other than Darren Waller, Aguilar may be the number one receiver in this offense, and they're playing against Atlanta. Can you imagine picking up a stack on on waiver wire? So. This is definitely something that uh, yeah, Aguilar is someone who's. Uh, there are crazier things that happen. I mean, you may not like it and like doing it, but uh, you may like the result uh, of of picking him up on this week. So, especially with that Atlanta matchup, it's so tasty. Uh, closing it out with the wide receiver tight ends, and it's a tight end, Robert Tunyon. Uh, he's owning forty six percent in leagues. He's going. They're going up against the the Chicago. Bears this week who are coming off a bye. This game is going to be in Green Bay. Uh, you know, Tunyon had scored a touchdown last week. It's his first game where he, where he's gotten consistent play. Uh, he caught four or five balls. Uh, he's got over 50 yards in the game. So, uh, you know, he, uh, this is, this is a good play. This could be a good play for him. Also look at it, look at the fact that even though the bears have been really good on defense, they're only number 24 against the fantasy tight ends. So, uh, you know, th- there are crazier things to, than to say, I mean, you know, Devonte Adams is going to get his, uh, this week and there, I mean, he's just matchup proof, but Tunyon, yeah, you know, could be a sneaky play in there. All right, everybody. Eso es todo for our show. Thanks again to Anchor for being our hosting network. And 
putting our independent podcast out into the familia community uh please make sure to subscribe uh if you could leave us a review at apple or any other uh, po- uh any of the podcast platforms that'd be fantastic te lo agradecemos uh, when uh, you also please check out our familiaffb.com original content with our waiver wire column and also we'll have adentro y afuera coming up and uh, please make sure you're checking out our twitter familia, at familiaffb you can find me at Jorge Martin 17 as well as our familia ffb facebook page uh, everybody we're so thankful for you on this thanksgiving week uh, gracias otra vez and remember todos somos familia <laughs>